Welcome to this episode of the Pharmaceutical Executive Podcast. I'm Miranda Schmalfis, Group Social Media Editor of Pharmaceutical Executive Magazine. Pharmaceutical Executive is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights to master the science of success. On this week's episode, we'll be listening into a conversation that Assistant Managing Editor Mike Holland had with David Klein, co-founder and CEO of Click Therapeutics. The two discussed the new FDA SAMD guidance and the clear differences between companion apps and software as a medical device and give insight into what to expect from this combination in the future. But first, a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with the interview. Hey there, Andy Studna, co-host of the Applied Clinical Trials podcast here. Check out brand new episodes of the ACT podcast every two weeks on Tuesdays at 10. And you can find past episodes plus much more by logging on at AppliedClinicalTrials.com. So my name is David Klein, uh, co-founder and CEO of Click Therapeutics. And we are a science-led biotech and tech company really developing software as medical devices to be prescription treatments, right? So prescription digital therapeutics and discovering, developing them in a way where they could potentially or some could potentially work independently or in conjunction with pharmacotherapies in order to lead to better clinical and ultimately health economic outcome. Awesome. You know, obviously a part of what uh, connected us was the FDA just issued some uh, updated guidelines regarding SAMD. First of all, how do you think the industry will react to these guidelines? That's a good point. So I personally believe these are monumental draft guidelines that will change the face of medicine or, you know, lead, help lead, I would say, to a change in really medicine in the United States. I believe it's that big. The guidance itself really very clearly states and, and lays out a pathway that when software as a medical device leads to a clinically meaningful benefit demonstrated by one or more adequate and well-controlled studies, that that additional benefit to the drug should be included or can be included in the drug's label, right? So that's a pretty tremendous and I think important guidance document. Take, I would say, pharma's view on the world, right? You've got a lot of these drugs that are out there that are doing billions in dollars of sales and the pharma company CEOs explaining to analysts on Wall Street and so on how this X drug will peak at five billion a year or you know whatever it is. If you can imagine once a label is improved using software, and I think suffice to say, we're exceedingly confident that our software, for example, could be used to potentially improve drug labels, that really changes the impact and potential economics of the drug. And you know, you could you could have one drug that when you go out with its label versus its competitor to 50 or 100 providers, and it might be half-half, right? Oh, we would prescribe this and we would prescribe that. With an improvement to the label using software, one drug could be, let's say, 80% to 20%, right? So it, it, it's a monumental change. 
And I do think pharma CEOs will, once people really understand this guidance and really are grasping its impact, pharma CEOs could be asked during, um, you know, quarterly reports and meetings and so on, hey, how will you be using software as a medical device to improve your drug label? And what if your competitor does it first, right? Would that affect your bottom line? And I also think, you know, analysts will do the work, right? They'll speak to 50 providers. I mean, that's, that's what they do. And I do think, you know, I'm not sure how long it'll take, but I do think that the impact will be tremendous. And as kind of we've surmised for a long time, this is a, a very important step in where I think the industry will ultimately be headed, where every big job will have a software component. And this is, I, I think, the first piece of a very meaningful FDA draft guidance that enables that future. Uh, and as you said, you think this is the first piece. Do you foresee further regulations coming from the FDA? Look, I'm, I'm not a regulatory expert. And, you know, obviously we have regulatory experts at, at Click. I do think that the agency has generally been pretty progressive when considering their software regulations and kind of understanding of the iterative nature of software. So I think that there will be a host of new regulatory guidance around that. I mean, software moves quickly, it's agile, especially with the rise of generative AI, the regulatory agencies will obviously, you know, need to know and, you know, need to make sure that that these programs are, are safe. So I do expect more guidance in the future as it relates to software and frankly, as it relates to the combination of software and drugs. Obviously the regulation, it differentiates between companion apps and then actual like software as a medical device. How commonly used are companion apps today compared to SAMD? That's a good question. What's the kind of percentages out there and so on and so forth. I don't want to go this far, but it could be the death of the non-software as medical device companion app, right? Because it's my understanding that it suggests regulating these non-SAMDs as promotional, which would kind of, you know, put a higher burden on them for not a real kind of terrific gain, right? The non-SAMDs, according to this pathway, can't be used or can't be included in the drug's label as showing additional benefit, right? So I think it makes a very important delineation and reinforces our approach and kind of a limited amount of other prescription digital therapeutics company in this, you know, not only making sure that, that we're adherent to software's medical device standards, but it affirms our evidence-backed approach to product development, which really is required to demonstrate clinical benefit. It also supports, I think, our partnerships with pharma and really demonstrates the value of combining those therapies. So the guidance specifically, you know, has those companion apps and it says they should really only be referenced in marketing materials, if that makes sense, right? So, yeah. so that's, the, that's the big difference, yeah. In terms of the difference between companion apps and SAMD, are you seeing any kind of like gray area where there's products that could kind of fall in one or the other? Like, is there overlap between these two types of products or is there a clear delineation? Like this is definitely a companion app, this is definitely SAMD. 
Oh yeah, there's a clear de delineation. I mean, you know, Click, for example, all of our products are manufactured, right, under ISO 13485 regulations, right? So there's, it's, it's not a light lift to, to have medical device software. It's not like you can just kind of wake up one day and decide, oh, well, this is now a software, it's a medical device. There's all kinds of processes and regulations and privacy and security protocols that are involved in that manufacturing per se. It won't be an easy call it, you know, pivot for a lot of companies. Awesome. Uh, so that actually covers all the questions I had. Is there anything you'd like to add? I do think that this is that this new guidance is really validating of the software as a medical device to deliver treatments pathway. It, you know, again does clearly delineate and is concrete evidence of where the future of medicine is headed. And that's really towards a, you know, additive, holistic and personalized care approach where improved outcomes through the, co the combination really of these software as medical device treatments and pharmacotherapy. I think a lot of people have kind of seen that writing on the wall, although that's obviously a more subjective view. This really lays it out in, you know, government draft guidance that's very, very clear and, and is an acknowledgement, I think, of the import and potential future that software has in the world of pharmacotherapy. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the PharmExec podcast, where we take you behind the headlines to provide expert tips from industry leaders. Remember, you can always find us on the web at pharmexec.com, on Twitter at pharmexec, and on Instagram at pharmexecutive. The views on this podcast do not reflect those of MJH PharmExec's parent company or our advertisers. For editorial questions or to get in touch with our editors, please email us at pharmexec at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please go to farmexec.com slash advertise. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time.